All right. What's up, people that don't know me yet? (laughs) But they will. This is my first podcast. Uh, My name is Rachel O'Brien. If you followed me on Twitter and Instagram, it looks like it's spelled Rachel No'Brien. That's my middle initial. Someone had already taken Rachel (laughs) O'Brien. Whoever that is, I hate you. Uh, But I will like you if you will allow me to buy it off of you. Um, Anywho... Yeah, it's my first podcast. I uh, I do my friend Stassi's podcast a lot. Uh, it's called Straight Up with Stassi. Uh, she's the star of Vanderpump Rules, and I am a reoccurring character on that show. But I like to joke and say I'm a background character. Um, I'm a background actor on a reality show. That's not true. It's more just that I don't like to be involved in a lot of the drama. So I just don't. If 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 drama happens around me, I just don't talk. Even when drama is happening to me, I don't talk. If you watch the show, you will know what I mean. Um, You're like Nurse Ratchet. What? You're like Nurse Ratchet. What's Nurse Ratchet? I'm not good with knowing anything about <laughs> pop culture. And if this is something like cool and old school and I don't know it, then I'm really embarrassed. Nurse Ratchet from One Floor Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Ah, f- now I hate myself. <laughs> the fact that I didn't know that I'm no, now. No, she's like very silent I just lo- and I just lost 100 of my first followers that I don't have. God damn it. You just, you're like stone cold Steve Austin. You oh, just, I know who that is. There you go. You stay like chill until it's time to fucking like lay Sometimes it down. Sometimes not always though. I did yell at someone this weekend. Wait, I want to hear about that. Well, I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, cool. I will, we'll address it later. I'll in let the, you keep talking. In the podcast. Um, anyways, uh, I am also a stand-up comedian that is sort of the love of my life besides my boyfriend. Sorry, John. Um... I love stand-up more than anything, and I try to do comedy every day, and come check out a show at some point. And this will help me introduce my first guest ever on my podcast that is unnamed, uh, Jacqueline Marfuji, who is also a stand-up comic, (laughs) and that is how we met each other, and our friendship blossomed. Thank you, pretty funny women. Yeah, that's a shout-out to Lisa. That was a class we took years ago. Um, so yeah, Jacqueline and I met doing stand-up in this class, and then uh, obviously we stopped taking classes and then just became real comics. And, we and real all... friends, Rachel O'Brien. I don't have a lot of... F- I'm joking. Um, <laughs> we are real friends, and we also live like a block from each other, so yeah, basically we just hang out every day. Yes. Um, it's very convenient. It's very convenient. Yes, it is. We hung out when you weren't walking distance, though. Yeah, it's true. I would run to you. You would run to Fuller? Yeah. There are many times oh, where... Oh, if we were going to go hiking, you just didn't pop over by jogging, did you? I, yeah. God, Jacqueline is like a fitness freak. I took two classes today. <laughs> I like to work out, but I can't do what she does. Oh, no, but my favorite teacher, Ray from Crunch, who I secretly don't understand why he hasn't asked me out yet. I've been taking his is class for two years. Is he the mean one that I took a class with him yes. when I was hungover? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was a bully. He is a bully. He plays like old school. I mean, maybe like, not a bully. Maybe he's just a teacher that's yeah. trying to get you in shape. Or that, you know, but it's like rude that he'd try to like cut into your hangover by making you do things. Which I find like very rude. Right. It's like a, it's like a bad alarm clock. It's like you lose weight from wearing yoga pants, right? Um... I look worse in yoga pants, <laughs> actually. <laughs> you actually, you can pull off a, a good, like, workout short better than anyone I know. I well, can't do that. Uh, I mean, it's because I have the legs of, like, a like uh, either a weightlifter or a marathon runner. I'm not sure. They're extremely muscular, even if I don't work out. Yeah, marathon runner, not weightlifter. They're not, like, I'm not giving trunks. myself a compliment, compliment there. I don't enjoy them being that muscular. 
Anywho. They look great, guys, in a skirt on point. She's, I paid her to say that. Um, now, okay, so we met, yeah, so we met doing stand-up. We did. And we have been doing it together. I mean, stand-up, we'd obviously go on stage alone, but we've been doing <laughs> shows together ever, ever since. That golf tournament, we were on stage together. That wasn't really a stage. We were just oh, like. Oh, yeah, that was weird. That was so yeah, like weird. Event. <laughs> Why were we on stage? Oh, we were, were we auctioning off shit at that point? We were supposed to be like telling jokes and like keeping the energy up. And then the jokes, we just started talking. We were just kind of like auctioning yeah, shit so off. Weird. It was so weird. Jacqueline and I have also both done military tours. She just got back from one. Um, <laughs> uh, I got back from one in October. Well, listen, I got back from one in October. Uh, I was gone for like a whole month. Uh, and. A week after I came back, uh, the Paris attacks happened, and we had performed in... So we performed all over. We performed in Kosovo, Belgium, the UK, like Germany, Netherlands, all these places. Weren't you in the Brussels airport for yes, a lot of it, too? Yes, was also that, too. So we were... Basically, for for the tour, we would, we would perform on military bases. Um, that was for the most part. But we had three days off in Brussels... And so we decided to uh, rent a car and drive to Paris and see it and and whatever. And then one of the other comics knew about a show where it was like American speaking in Paris. And so we decided to do comedy just for fun in Paris. Which um, is so fucking cool, by the way. It was really, really fun. And you got really good pictures out of it. You had a professional photographer there yeah, who just happened were, to be friends with one of you guys, right? I don't know who was taking... No, he wasn't friends with us. He was friends with... I, th- I think he... I think he just must have been friends with one of the bookers. I don't know. But yeah, yeah that was amazing. We yeah. got like good photos. Uh, doing... It's hard to take a really good photo as a stand-up. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> we should also address that. <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> Can you so... tell them why it's hard, though? Because Rachel is like the queen of a good selfie. Like any mirror pic, like you're pretty on point. Um, well, I look like a truck driving lesbian when I'm on stage, um, not just because of the way I dress, but because you let your body go like loose, I guess, because you're comfortable. So it's not like you're posing or like sucking in or anything. So when someone takes a candid shot of you, it's the worst version of yourself. And usually you're you're on stage, so you're higher up than like the audience or anywhere else that would be taking a photo. So that's already just the worst thing ever. It's the worst it's angle. Bad. All the chins happen. Mine's just more stockiness. I don't know. It's because she has perfect bone structure. <laughs> I I have a lot of chins and I got like chubby face going on over here. So that's not true. Jacqueline's <laughs> lying right now. But fine. I guess she doesn't look like a softball player. She just has chins. <laughs> Apparently. Um, and that's no insult to softball players. Great love figures. You. You're athletic. I like it. Give you a lot of credit. I, I broke my hoping, nose playing. I was just hoping someone compared me to a supermodel, not a softball player. Um, but anyway. that's not, not in the cards. Paris. So Paris, yeah. So we perform at this place. Um, it is called Paname Cafe or something. And then we finish the tour, and then we come back to America. But or sorry, they go back to America. But I decided to stay uh, a week longer and meet my boyfriend in uh, back in Paris, actually. So they were all supposed to fly out of the Brussels airport. Uh, like a week after uh, this all whole, the, the show in Paris happened. So the rest of the comics fly out of the Brussels airport, and I just so happened to have booked my train ticket to Paris like four hours later than I was supposed to, so I like chilled in the Brussels airport for a little bit, and then I like took a bus to the train station, like chilled there for a little bit, then took that, that train 
from Brussels to Paris that something had already happened on a couple months prior. Uh, got to Paris, had some fun, blah, blah, blah. Come back to America with my boyfriend. A week later, the uh, Paris attacks happen. And I get an email from my uncle, who lives in Paris, and who I had had dinner with there uh, near my show. And he emails me, and he says, uh, Rachel, do you realize that you were uh, two storefronts away from the theater, and, or like in between, basically, like the theater and the, the restaurant? Eh, damn it, I, my headphones just came off. Uh, yeah, like a block away or a couple storefronts away, whatever. And I said, no, I did not. That is terrifying that we missed it by a week. And also that comedy club was in a basement. So if something, they would have maybe targeted that portion of the street. We never know. Stuck in a basement, basically doing comedy. Uh, So that was terrifying. And then I decide to introduce my friend Jacqueline to the comedy (laughs) booker to go overseas for these shows. You know, because it's really safe and And, a good idea. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's a couple months later. She she finds out where she's going. And it was where, Jacqueline? Uh, You know, they decided the troops in Spain, uh, Portugal, Egypt, Jordan, Turkey, and... Germany? No, we didn't perform in Germany. We were just in that airport. Those places yeah. needed to laugh. Now, those places aren't known to be that safe. It's some Middle East places, right? Yes. Uh, not safe. And then shortly thereafter uh, that she gets her dates, the Brussels attack happens in the airport. Mm-hmm. And Brussels is a huge hub when you're flying uh, you know, to and from these like bases and these, you know, these places that you're performing. And so I call Jacqueline. And I say, because first, well, actually, Jacqueline, first tell the story about how worried your parents were for you. And I totally discounted it and was like, (laughs) Jacqueline, it's fine. Well, first of all, um, the date I was asked to do this, I, um, Jacqueline's taking, are you taking I'm taking pictures of you, not of me. You look cute in your headphones. Sure I do. Um, the day I was asked to do the tour officially, probably two hours before the Paris attacks happened. Oh, shit, really? It was the same day. So, officially, when we got our... I didn't know that. Yeah, that's... It all happened that... Because you were getting phone calls from people being like, you were just here. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you had more shit to worry about. I, yeah, two hours before that happened, Johnny had Mm -hmm. sent me all the places we were going and was like, this is official. Like, can you do it? I said yes. And then two hours later, CNN was turned on and the attacks happened. And that's when... Oddly enough, my mom has this whole thing that she likes to do with my brother and I now mm-hmm. where she likes to play, like, reverse psychology on us. Ooh. So she's, like, so cool. I like it, Ellen. Right? Mm-hmm. Ellen's, Ellen's, like, learning all these, like, little tricks. It's great. Sure. It didn't really work, though. Oh. But I was shocked. My mom, like, I called her, and I was like, hey, so guess what? Like, I'm going on tour. Like, we're going to Egypt. We were originally supposed to go to Italy. So Italy was the selling point because my family is Italian, and that, that's just a big deal. Yeah. Like they, I don't think they actually heard all the other places I was going. They just heard that part? They heard Italy. Yeah. And well. they were like, she'll be fine. Um, <laughs> and um, basically, my mom was like, yeah, yeah. You know what? You just got to live your life. Just like you can't worry about all the things that are happening. This is, this is shocking <laughs> coming from her. Well, her mother is less mobster feeling than the rest of the family but they normally have very strong opinions on things very strong so i was like really mom so like you've watched the news today like you saw the attacks and she's like yeah no you just you never know what could happen just go on the tour (laughs) and i was like okay that's awesome yeah and then cut to like 
six months later when it became real, everyone in the family, I like woke up one morning and I had gotten 10, 10 emails from my dad being like, ISIS, 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 oh my God. Egypt, oh like, my God. Turkey, don't fly, red alert, no Americans. Like, And I was like, Jacqueline, she called me like worried, like crying, like crying, like my parents don't want me to go. Like now I'm worried it's going to be unsafe. And I was like, listen, Jacqueline, the government's not going to send you anywhere that's unsafe. And she's like, but you were in the place where the Paris attacks happened, like right when they happened. And then I thought, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, perhaps that attack was planned perhaps maybe days prior or weeks prior, and it just so happened to work out on that day. And I was like, oh, fuck, maybe. Yeah, I guess you're right. And then, Rachel, tell us what happened, like, a day after we had that conversation. The Brussels airport attacks Mm -hmm. happened. (laughs) And then I called her in the morning, practically crying, being like, you can't go. (laughs) Bets are off. Now this is unsafe. (laughs) So basically, uh, leading up to my tour, um, you know, there was that huge Brussels attack. And then I had, so we had a big family wedding, like, the night before I had to leave. And my parents, I had already been like, it's happening, I'm going. And they were like, fuck it, well, we can't stop her. Which is basically how my entire, like, high school life and college life happened (laughs) with, like, everything. Um... So they had accepted I was going. I'm at the family wedding. And then my brother, who did not mention a fucking word, (laughs) pulls me outside. He's the strong, silent type until he's not. Until he's not. (laughs) Um, Pulls me outside. Literally, probably, I would say six hours before I was about to get on the plane to leave and starts crying and says, you can't go on this trip. You can't go to Egypt. You're going to get killed. Um, so I got on the flight (laughs) and, and everything was fine. And I had a great time and we got to perform for all these troops. I rode a camel. I climbed a pyramid. I climbed inside one. I danced on the Nile river. Like I talked to a bunch of troops. I had a bunch of them. You hear the best stories from the troops. I mean, you hear (sighs) many sad stories, but also a lot of great stories. Oh my God. Really grateful stories. Yeah. They're very grateful that you've never, when you, perf- when you do stand-up in L.A. or uh, New York or anywhere, people are excited to see stand-up. But they're not grateful necessarily, which I guess I don't know why they would be. No. But the troops are so grateful when you travel to the bases that they're on and take your time to go and do that. And I'm th- sitting here thinking, like, well, fuck, I'm just happy you invited me. <laughs> like, yeah. like, why are they grateful to see me? Like, I'm excited to be here. They literally, like, we had a general commander come up, and he looked like um, Michael Clark Duncan from, do you remember? Green Mile? Yes. Yeah, of course. Looked like him. He was wearing a huge Brooklyn shirt, and I think it was the night I had my Bronx t-shirt on. Oh, that's cute. So immediately, like, we connected, and he was sitting in the middle of the crowd. It was an outdoor theater in Egypt, and I didn't think that many people were going to, because it was a lot of married couples, Uh and that's not really my, you know... Your audience? My audience. But it was that night. (laughs) That's not true. You're right. I connect with them. Um, And he came up to me after the show, and he had tears in his eyes. And he was like, you have no idea how badly we needed to laugh. Thank you so much. Like, stuff like that. You're just like, wow, that issue with my spray tan a week ago. Yeah, oh, yeah, seriously. It's like you... Not that important. (laughs) No, it's so... You hear, like... This guy, when we were in um, uh, Germany, I'm trying to remember which base, but uh, in Germany, 
he had uh, he he was one of the I'm gonna forget what this is actually called, but let's say like the highest type of like marine you could be wherever you you go Commander? in first. No, not not first? not the not his. You're like rank. that's not a marine. Not his rank, but like the the the, the seal team. Ugh, you know, okay. whatever, something like that. Someone tell us. Someone write this to us. Uh, yes, I don't, I don't remember, but it was the ones that go in first. And he was probably one of the most gorgeous guys I've ever seen. He looked like a Greek god. And Ooh. he was ex- so, so sweet. And he came up to us afterwards and was, like, practically crying. He was complimenting us on how grateful he was that, you know, we were there doing it. And, uh, and then he wanted to, like, hang out, which is cool like we we wanted to hang out obviously and so you know we would hang out in the on the like at the bars on the base um but we could also travel off base most of the time unless you were in unsafe places like kosovo or where where'd you go you couldn't do that you couldn't leave uh, the base jordan there jordan was probably in jordan they were like that's isis like a few miles away and yeah. those are syrian refugees right over there yeah you're not allowed <laughs> to leave in places like no. that <laughs> but you can in places like germany uh and so yeah, so so he came up with came out came off base with us to a bar, and then he started telling us all these stories about, you know, what it was like to go in and like, basically have have just been in combat and watched your friends die, oh, and just a real light conversation. Yeah, and he then said that that after that had happened, the thing they were looking forward to most, though, to cheer them up, was Toby Keith was coming to perform. Oh. For their base, and they were so no. This is it's sad though. Uh, <laughs> Toby Keith was coming to perform for their base, and it was all they were looking forward to. And they had finished their combat mission, and they went back to the base, and they were not allowed back on the base because, I guess, the government didn't feel that they were going to be emotionally stable enough to mix with soldiers that had not gone on a mission like that. So they had to sleep outside in tents and uh, not have real food and, like, whatever the, the food you would get, you know, probably, like, freeze-dried weird food. Like Martian food. Yeah. And they had to miss the concert they were so excited about. And they were the ones that should have been, like, fucking thrown up on yeah, stage to they, meet him. Why didn't they make them leave? Oh, that's kind of like my roommate inviting her parents to sleep <laughs> over and... Staying in a hotel, and I stayed in the apartment with them. Well, you know, not exactly, <laughs> you know, not exactly the same, but I could see where that would be exhausting. <laughs> uh, so yeah, not to make it a sad note, but you hear stuff like that where you're just like, "Fuck!" Like the that's not fair. Like, yeah, that's not fair, and like they deserved more than anyone else could have possibly. I mean, I guess I'm sure people on the base have gone through a lot too, but yeah. that they were treated like that. Like you just want to be like. You want to do anything you can for the troops. You really do. But I guess we'll stop talking about depressing shit. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, uh, we're going. You know, hope you learned something during that segment. <laughs> uh, we did. Not to talk about depressing shit for too long on the podcast. <laughs> but we, yes. So the moral of the story is that we know each other through comedy. And uh, yeah. We've been through a lot. I feel like we were like little like supportive sisters yeah. through comedy. Jacqueline was on our, if you, if you watch Vanderpump Rules... Uh, Jacqueline was like uh, the only clip they actually showed from our our comedy show that that aired on uh, Vaderpump was Jacqueline and Kristen because uh, we do a show once a month. Uh, originally, Jacqueline had started a sketch and stand up show, and then Kristen and I wanted to be involved uh, in a way that would work for Kristen, so it could do it could air on the show. Like we wanted to, like yeah, of course we want our comedy to air on national TV. Want to highlight it? Yeah. You want to get it out there to the it's fans. Something that Jacqueline and I do every single day. 
Uh, Kristen's not a stand-up comic, but Kristen is an actor. And so we... And has impeccable comedic timing, surprisingly. She actually does. No, she really does. <laughs> well, I feel like even on the show, she has, like... She can say suck a dick yeah. and clear a room in a way that's actually kind of funny. Oh, my God. Wait, did you see... Um, what's his face? Shout out Vanderpump Rules on Saturday Night Live this weekend? I didn't see it, but we got tweets about it. Yeah, so it was So really what was funny. it? You just said, like, he wanted his mom um, to record it? It was, like, a whole Mother's Day special thing during the monologue. Um, and is it... Who, what's his name? Bobby, Bobby Moynihan. Moynihan. Yeah. He came out and did a whole thing with Brie Larson about living at his parents' house. And he went, oh, by the way, Mom, uh, can you TiVo Vanderpump Rules for me? Thank you. That's hilarious. That's really cool. Yeah, that is cool. He, he's a fan of the show. He did uh, Watch What Happens Live with Kristen. Yeah. God, it so did. Um, and then A.D. Bryant did another one. Uh, does she do it with Sherry O'Terry also? Or is she just a fan? No, Sherry O'Terry impersonated, uh, impersonated Kristen and... And Dylan McDermott, is that his name? He did yes. James uh, last year. Anywho, so Jacqueline, yeah, so we so we, we put together this 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 show that we could have filmed, and then we just kept doing it, um, not when cameras were rolling, and it was basically like a mixture of sketch and stand-up, mm-hmm. and Jacqueline was on the show doing <laughs> sketch, which is super fun. <laughs> For like two seconds. and Still, it was fun. It was really fun. I'm not going to lie. I think that was my parents' proudest moment. Did was, they watch it? They did. My dad was like, what the fuck were you doing on stage? Because the, the clip they are showed, I was impersonating a very annoying Los Angeles type girl. Yeah. So well, I think it was obvious you were playing a character, though. Exactly. But I was making very gross Botox faces. And I was talking like this. And it was just, it was, you know, that was my big um, national TV debut, I would say. That's so fun. It was still really cool. I, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's cool because you were playing a big character. Ah, big character. I need to stop moving away from this. Or get closer. I know, but it's like uncomfortable. Ugh, sorry, the headphones are, Girl. they keep catching. It looks cute, though. Jacqueline thinks they look cute in headphones. I don't think I need anything to make my head bigger, but cool. I think it's adorable. Well, that's why she's my friend. Exactly. So, um, what else did we want to talk about? We wanted to talk about... We have so many things, guys. Um, I would say, what about your... You just went to Stagecoach, O'Brien. I want to hear about this. I want you to convert me to a country fan with this... This, well, I don't uh, know if I convert you to a country fan. <laughs> uh, because the classic rock acts were the best by far. But Thank Stagecoach you. was like the dream of my life because, well, it, it will get better in October, which I'll explain. But uh, <laughs> I... Um, Dramatic pause. I have been become obsessed with an artist named Chris Stapleton. Okay. Um, if you don't know who he is, I would like your first intro to him to be to Google Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton at the CMA Awards. Drunk in love? What? It's not drunk. What are you talking drunk, about? No, they're drunk on you. Didn't they perform? No, they they performed some stupid Justin Timberlake song yes, after they performed it. the Chris Stapleton song. Oh, okay. So, well, the, the, the there was a Chris Timberlake Stapleton, one. There was a Chris really Stapleton good. song first, and oh. then they like played some petty. Or there was a Chris Stapleton yeah, song first, and they played some petty Justin Timberlake song afterwards, which I barely know about. You would like it. It's about being drunk. I know. I heard it. <laughs> But it was no, it was it was no Tennessee whiskey, which is the Chris Stapleton one. Oh, got so it. cool. He, this is the first I ever heard of him. Drunk in Love is by Beyonce, by the way. I, I know. And also, oh, Drunk on You is Luke Bryan. Never mind. Um, what the fuck is the name of it? Sorry, I keep saying fuck. I'll stop. It's all right. Um, Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so if yeah, if you if you want to know who Chris Stapleton is. Uh, and if you don't want to know, you're dead to me. And uh, you will Google this video. 
and it's the best thing ever because Chris Stapleton, I've never heard a voice this incredible. He starts singing and he sings like the first uh, verse of his song and then Justin Timberlake comes in. Mm -hmm. And granted, Justin Timberlake sounds amazing, but for whatever reason, Chris Stapleton almost like blows him out of the water in this. And just and Chris Stapleton looks like um, like an old classic rock artist, like almost like ZZ Top. He's got like a long beard. Wait, and stop all that it! Stuff. I picture like a really hot guy, like a young hot. You have guy. not even looked him up, no. and you know how important this is to me. I, I have no. I, I look up Beyonce videos when they're important to you. <laughs> and I don't even like her. I know she's so annoying right oh now, but I love Lemonade. It's a really good album. I have still pretended like it doesn't exist. You, I have not I'm going to play you Six Inch. It's her and The Weekend, and you're. I think they sampled Portishead, and it's the sexiest thing you've heard in the entire decade. Only after you listen to Chris Stapleton. Fine, deal. Who is an angel. Deal. And Let I us know him. which one you like better, guys. Sink Cinch or what is his Tennessee... Tennessee Whiskey. Tennessee Whiskey. By Chris Stapleton. I love it. But you it. have to watch the other video first. Whatever. I will, I promise. Anywho, I love him so much. And he uh, he's playing stagecoach, or he, he did. And uh, I had found out about him about a week prior to my mom buying our entire family stagecoach tickets. Last year, she bought our entire family Coachella tickets. That was my first time going to Coachella as an adult living in L.A. because I just thought I wouldn't be into it. It's just weird. Um, I don't get it. My mom, yeah, she bought the whole fam tickets with my Cindy niece and nephew. Cindy O'Brien is very bougie, wants no, the a, best. She's she's No, I think she just thought it was going to be a family affair. I think she just likes fun shit yeah, at she does. VIP level. But it sounds like she's like an old hippie who like loves music. Like she does like music, but no, she more just thought like let's all do something as a family. She likes experiences. Yeah, she has experiences. What do you mean? She likes experiences. Oh, she does. Yeah, but I didn't think I would like Coachella. I mean, the way you at least told me about Coachella, I I quit Coachella. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> well, I didn't think I would like it because you told me about all these, like, I mean, you said it was fun, but you said it was, like, kind of so cheesy. It is kind of cheesy. I, but I haven't been there recently. Like, I went, I feel like I went the classic years you should have gone. Like, the first year I went, it was when Jay-Z and Beyonce headlined. I feel like I saw, like, Kings of Leon. I saw, like, all these oh, cool, cool bands. The next year, it was Kanye before he was, like, annoying Kardashian Kanye. It was him. Before he wore blue contacts like an idiot. Exactly. Contacts. Um, before he showed up to the Met Gala with jeans looking like a construction worker that put on a diamond jacket for his wife. So embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. Um, I, it was Kanye, and he hired the entire New York City, like, professional ballet to be on stage with him. Oh, so that's cool. It was really cool. So cultured, Kanye. Exactly. <laughs> like, shocking. Um, and then the next year was Tupac Hologram. So I was like, mic well, yeah, drop. Awesome. I, I don't need to come again. Like, yeah. I'm good. I got it. Snoop Dogg came out during uh, Sam Hunt's performance at Stagecoach. And, Sam, and I would think I would have been more excited about the country artist. But the country artist nowadays... Uh, so cheesy. Yeah, it's kind of like watching like American Idol performance. Like it's like very poppy and like it cheesy. Because Carrie Underwood was on American yeah, Idol. Yeah, it was. Yes, exactly. And her, hers was very like produced, and it wasn't like watching a musician. The best people at Stagecoach were Chris Stapleton. Um, I love him. Uh, the Doobie <laughs> Brothers were incredible. The Doobie Brothers were like a religious experience. They were so good. Oh, so yeah, John Fogerty, who's almost. I mean, he's in his 70s. I'm not going to say he's almost 80, but he's in his 70s, which is, like, basically my grandpa's age. And he was still, like, like just dancing and singing and playing guitar and, like, just killing it. 
those people were way better than the like young like hot country artists. Like, it's annoying. I left during um, the headliners performances. I left during like Carrie Underwood's. It was great. It was. I mean, she was great, but I didn't like feel anything. It's I was just, just like, over. I was like, oh, I gotta go to bed early, <laughs> which I do. <laughs> Which I get very mad at Rachel about. I, I like to go to bed early. I like to. That's be, why she's so fresh looking. I though. like. I don't. I don't look fresh looking. You do though. No, I don't. You. I don't get it. You just. I can never tell if you've been out on a bender or if you went to bed at seven o'clock. Like well, I because can't. even when I'm on a bender, I still go to bed early. Oh yeah. I like a good like? happy hour. I like to be like. I like to be drunk by about nine p.m. Then give myself like a couple more hours. But I like to be in bed by like. Uh, you know, ten thirty if I can if I can swing it. Ugh. But midnight would be the latest. Yeah. I like a good night's sleep. Hashtag bedtime goals, guys. I like a good night's sleep. I see. I can't get to bed before like one or two a.m. It's the worst. I think most people are like that. Though. Yeah, and that's that's why we look old as fuck. She's <laughs> acting like I don't have crow's feet for days. But let's stop talking about our appearances. Okay, sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's true. You just took. Wait, hold on. I don't look. What? Sorry, guys. I had to pour myself some more wine. Um, Rachel <laughs> just put Kylie Jenner lip gloss on me. It's a lip kit. It's a lip kit that she got from our friend Stassi. And I, I'm literally, like, scratching at my lips. I don't know it's what to like do. It's, like, painful. I know. It's, 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 it feels like dried, like, rubber cement. It feels terrible. Yeah. That's why and I never like, wear it. I've only used it, like, twice. And I'm, like, uncomfortable the entire time. Yeah. Like, I walked in and immediately noticed your lips. And I was like, oh, my God, I like that on her. Like, it looks, like, at first glance. You're like, that's yeah. great. And then you try it. And you're like, wow. So, first of all, you're not going to make out with anyone. Because your lips look, it's, like, drying. Yeah, like, it's disgusting. I can't imagine this feels good on anyone else's lips if it feels like shit on yours. Second of all, I just found out it's very hard to get off. So Oh, it's extremely hard to get off. Cool. Like Great. you need like actual makeup remover or oil to get it off. Awesome. So I just feel like as rich as Kylie is, couldn't you like find a, like a, like a slightly more moisturizing something situation? that's like beneficial. Well, but um someone just I can I posted something with it on uh-huh. and someone just said your lips look on point. See, so. It looks good, but it feels like crap. Uh, yeah, which it, apparently I mean that isn't that what plastic surgery is? Like it well, looks good, but it feels like crap. Well, yeah, I'm sure like getting cut into with a knife. I can't <laughs> picture that. In my in my slightly like older age, not old, but you know what I mean. I have found that I would rather be more comfortable, though. And I feel like that is happening to me probably sooner than it should. What um, do you mean? I, I don't want to, like, I don't know. I feel like more and more, like, I've always kind of, like, been someone that, like, walked around, like, slobby during the day, like, in workout clothes and, like, no makeup on and stuff. Just, I'm like, oh, well, I don't really feel like doing it all up You or don't whatever. need makeup. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> and... And I used to actually wear, like, I used to try to look cute on stage doing stand-up. I realized that was a bad thing. Like, no. people don't want to watch that attractive people. That alienates the audience. Do, yeah, they don't want to watch attractive people Fuck do stand-up. That. Which is fine with me. It's a great excuse to just, you know, be the, like, old man that do I am inside. Do you want to hear something? What? Um, I was talking to random agents um, that had their girlfriends with them. They were sitting at the bar. Uh-huh. And, Wait, where at? Uh, at Beso. Uh-huh. And they were they had gone to a com they weren't like comedy agents, but they had gone to a comedy club the night before. Uh-huh. And they I don't know which female comedian it was, but they said she was Latina and wearing the shortest shorts. And all they could focus on the entire time she was talking was the short shorts. They were like yeah. she she was hot, but like it was so distracting. Not yeah, because her body looked really good, it's just 
They were it like, we distracting. They yeah, felt you uncomfortable. You yeah, you get uncomfortable. There was a girl. Um, I do. I do Second City, and there was a girl. And you wait. You, tell them what that is. Second City is. Um, it's an improv uh, school slash theater uh, that like it was very popular in Chicago and it was very popular like in the eighties and nineties and a lot of huge SNL people came out of it like Chris Farley and um, uh, 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 Tim Meadows, Steve Carell went there. All these like, uh, big Tina Fey and Amy Poehler yeah. started there. Oh, they like, did. Oh, I thought, but I thought one of them went to UCB later. No, Amy created UCB in New York after. Oh, but she started at Second City. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. See, Jacqueline tells me all these cool pop culture things. Um, it's I fill my brain with that shit and not the important shit. Just letting you know. That is important. It's important for what we do. It is, but like bills and like, you know, due dates are important too. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I, I'm familiar. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I forgot about that shit. Yeah, I don't have stamps. I can't say huh? anything in. I don't know what that means. Um, so, yeah, so basically, the, yeah, it's like it's an improv situation. And you lab with, and that means you like, you watch like a younger class will do, you know, like a little like showcase for you at the end of every day that you do it. And there was this girl, and, and I'm not being mean because she's new and, and whatever. Uh, and, and I didn't learn, I didn't learn that there were comedy clothes until I started doing it, bec- or started like actually wearing comedy clothes. Because you want to look cute at first. Because you want to look cute and you also think like, well, fuck it, I'm not going to like confirm to these you know, conform to these, I can be like, funny norms. and, yeah, uh, and makeup and blow out and yeah. short skirt. Fuck you. I mean, we would never normally wear that anyways on stage, but, like, I, I would still try to look, like, put together and pretty. It's not like I try not to look like that, but I guess I just try to be comfortable now on stage. But this girl uh, in the lab was wearing a... Is it jersey material? What's that type of material that shows everything that's on your God. body, um, basically? I, I would it's say not it's, cotton. it's not cotton. It's not cotton. It is jersey. And like it's I think thin. it's it's really like a stretchy Yeah, it's stretchy and thin. And it was a it was a peach they colored call it shirt. A body con. But it wasn't tight it, still. It was actually worse that it wasn't tight, because tight would have kind of like held it in. It was like yeah. loose. Oh. And she was wearing something like that in, in a peach color with no bra. Ooh. And that's all you could look at. Like it was like, oh. I don't even know what this girl's saying. Like, even if it was really funny, and it was, she actually was pretty funny. It doesn't matter. And it was like, what are you wearing that for? I had something on tour for the troops. Mm-hmm. My second show, I decided um, the Whiskey Lifestyle had gifted me a bunch of shirts to wear, mm-hmm. um, which is a great lifestyle brand. If anyone's listening that lives in New York or Brooklyn, it's the Whiskey Brooklyn's. They have a new like clothing line. Anyway, they're amazing. Uh, I had a shirt that had an American flag on it that was black and white. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this will be perfect for the troops. Yeah. Come to. It was a white T-shirt, and it was very tight. Oh. And <laughs> I had on army green J-brand Q. Oh, jeans. I love those. Yeah. They're good. But and they're they very just, tight, and they're they show very a tight. lot of what's happening. Yeah. yeah. You, you can tell I got a figure yeah. under here. Um and the second I, it was my worst show, the second I walked on stage, I immediately, because I never wear like a tight yeah. white t-shirt on stage, not saying I'm fucking Pamela Anderson, but it's, I mean, it's troops that haven't been in contact with yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you know, so I could tell immediately no one was paying attention to a word I was saying. They just didn't even want to hear me. Like I could not wait to get off the stage. I was yeah, like, and this, you feel uncomfortable yourself when you was, know that like, yeah, I just knew I was like this sucks granted my set i had switched it around and wasn't that good either 
But it was definitely the only time I will ever wear a tight white t-shirt on stage. Yeah. I learned my lesson. Yeah, I, I, I won't do that either anymore. Yeah. So basically... Although we, I like that we can blame like having a bad set. Like, I'm just like, oh, it was the way I looked. It was the tight they white t-shirt. I thought I was too pretty. <laughs> it wasn't because I didn't... wasn't funny that oh, night. I didn't it was say pretty. I said hot. I don't know. Ooh, she, she said, said hot. <laughs> I always use the word pretty. <laughs> I don't know. You get I don't know. Because you're pretty and uh, hot. No. Yeah. Jacqueline and I, <laughs> Jacqueline and I have been doing this kind of like trying to be entertainers for like our entire lives. We used to like be avid dancers when we were little kids, both of us, <laughs> but in different ways. Like Jacqueline, Jacqueline did like sexy hip hop dancing. I was like a ballerina and a tap dancer. Again, because I feel like I just have I like an old dancer. like weird soul who's just like, I like traditional shit. Um, yes. And, uh, Wait, do you have any really embarrassing moments from when you were a dancer? Yeah. When I first moved to L.A., I, when I first started auditioning, we're also actors, obviously. Comics also, obviously. I mean, always obviously, if you couldn't tell. No, but comics, of course, <laughs> want to be actors. Yeah. Or, we started acting first, though. Yeah, we both started acting first. And um, when I first moved to L.A., I, was, uh, I had my first commercial agent, and they were sending me on auditions. And I had said in my, like, breakdown of special skills like yes I can do ballet because I was a, a really good ballet dancer when I was a little kid um, you should see her arch in her she, foot she has a great point like she could do ballet now oh oh okay well you'll see um <laughs> and uh yeah but you know it's it's still in you when you're a kid but yes I have not done it for probably I hadn't done it for like five years at that point and uh I got sent on this commercial audition for might have been like fucking batteries. I don't know why they had ballet dancers in it. They were like, must have like ballet skills. So I showed up to the audition and I didn't have any of my, because I had just moved here and I didn't have any of my like old ballet gear with me. So I had to like go buy some shoes and like some tights and put the whole get up on. And by the way, ballet, when you do ballet like regularly, there's a very specific body type you have Oof. and it is in shape and it is very much shows that you do this all the time. So I squeezed myself into a leotard you know, it's uh, it looked like more like a costume on me at this yeah, point. Yeah, like you're doing a sketch. Yeah, and I like <gasps> forgot how to put my hair in a bun, and I tried to like you know do the whole thing. And I show up at the audition, and I was like, "Well, I'm sure there's gonna be lots of people like me who like did it as kids, and they could still kind of do it. We'll all fake our way through." No. I show up, it was like the American Ballet, just stretching in there, and I was like, "Well, I'm already in it. I might as well just keep going." They're stretching. They're, like, getting into their staring at me and their leg warmers and all their jazzy stuff. And we go into the audition room, and it's, like, 15 of us together. And this is all they said to do. They go, okay, we're just going to put on some music, and I want you to, uh, one by one, freestyle a, a dance. <laughs> so they did. Like, prima ballerinas in point shoes doing all this, like, fancy what stuff. monsters. Yeah, I got up there, like, I might as well have looked like Chris Farley and the Chippendales dancer thing. Like, <laughs> it was, like, I was so sloppy. And it, But for me, though, I, like, I don't like to feel stupid or, like, I think, like, oh, like, something's better than me. So sometimes I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to try. And, like, if they don't like it, whatever. And so I'll get, like, just kind of jazzy, like, in a sloppy way. Um, <laughs> jazzy. I didn't get it. <laughs> I'm sure you're not surprised to hear that. Uh, so yeah, uh, being a professional dancer is very different from doing it a lot as a kid when you were twelve. But Jacqueline, you still get shit like this. Like you still like you got a choreography job the other day. Yeah, because Jacqueline can still she can do Britney Spears and a Britney Spears dance impression like none other. <laughs> that reminds me, 
Um, I actually want to propose, I used to do crunch fitness videos. Ooh. When I first moved, not like do them in my oh, living room. Oh, yeah, you used to do like striptease ones. Um, yeah, never was a stripper. Um, you're welcome, Dad. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, I could be a lot richer Big right now. Big favor yeah. to you, even though you helped me out with money all these years. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, good thing I didn't strip. <laughs> exactly. I'm killing it <laughs> as a person. Um, <laughs> no, we, I somehow was like cast in all these like crunch fitness videos when I first moved to LA and it was like strip aerobics and like sexy beat and like weird, Ooh. like all like dancing in stilettos. Like I felt like it was like a trail off from like the Carmen Electra videos that were very popular. Those were popular. They were great. Mm-hmm. She's still so hot. I can't take yeah, it. She's, killing she's it. just always going to be hot. Good, to, good for good, you. Good for you. Carmen, we bow down. You're so eternally hot. Anyway, <laughs> good frame. Just a good frame, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I did a lot of those. And now I'm missing that like, se- like sexy kind of like stretch class. Cool. I'm not. At Crunch. Joking. Really Jones and Port. But I also, I started my dance career when I was really young. Um, I was on like competition teams. But my, my style was the opposite of Rachel's, where, like, you put me in a ballet class, and I looked like Chris Farley also. Um, but I could kill a good, like, Broadway, jazz, Fosse, hip-hop type number. Jacqueline has a hair flip like you've never seen. <laughs> I enjoy a good hair flip, guys, as long as my extensions are really tight in there. <laughs> um, anyway, I really want... Oh, so... I started my dance career with all of Britney Spears' choreographers at Broadway Dance Center. Back. She grew up in a cool city where that w- those were options. I didn't. <laughs> I I'm mean, from a really small town. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have those in Oregon? Uh, no. Well, you know, when there's like 2,000 people in the town, there's not a, you know, I don't think Britney Spears' choreographers are moving there to teach. It wasn't an option. No. It wasn't an option either in Princeton, New Jersey, but there was an option to take the train in to New York City. That's awesome. So when I was, um, I want to say 14, I would lie to my parents and say I had rehearsal for some play I was doing or, like, I was going over to my friend, like, Missy's house, um, and I'll be home, like, really late. Because rehearsals usually ended at, like, 10, 30, 11, Damn, that's late. I know. Yeah, we were so dedicated <laughs> as performers. Yeah. And I would leave. Um, I was a freshman in high school. I would leave school because our high school was right by the train station. And I would go to the train station. I would take a cab because we didn't have Uber or Lyft back then. Thank God. I, w- I probably would have gotten into so much more trouble if that existed back in the day. Yeah, but you still could take a train into New York, which is so that's fun true. and exciting. Yes. So I would lie. I would get a train ticket. I would take the train into New York by myself. Very unsafe. Um, and I would go to Broadway Dance Center, and I would take classes with Darren Henson and Wade Robson and another guy, Brian, that I can't remember his last name, but he was fucking phenomenal. And it was right when Britney Spears was like hitting. Mm -hmm. And I learned all of the Britney dances from the actual choreographers. And I still know them to this day. Yes, she does. And they are lovely. Thank you. But they're actually pretty exact. Oh, and I learned all the NSYNC dances and the Christina Aguilera dances, and I'm dating myself and aging myself right now, but I feel like that's missing at Crunch. Like, how fun would that be to just go to a class? That would actually be really fun. It would be really fun, but I almost... I would feel stupid the whole time, no. and I would probably, like, get drunk before, or, like, and I that's would bring, okay. like, a mini bottle of wine with me. <laughs> 
But I feel like it would be fun. It would be really fun. And I feel like I'd hold like mini weights during it. So you would get like a better workout. That's a great idea. I really want to pitch that. Okay, it is a good idea. (laughs) It is a very good idea. I just feel like I wouldn't take it seriously and I would go and I would be drunk the whole time and probably embarrass myself. No, you wouldn't. Or it would be fun for everyone. Or maybe I should just host birthday parties. No, I think you should do it at Crunch. I think it's a great idea. Because people want to do like fun things to work out. I feel like the 90s and the two, like we could bring back new kids on the block dances. Like the get it. It would be really fun. I feel like every week you learn a new dance from one of your favorite music videos only you do weights and abs (sighs) and get hot. this Crunch Gym thing. I think you should. I'm only going to like specialty things. Like I go to a pop physique studio which is like bar workouts. But I only go like twice a week. I didn't like the instructor we had last week. There, no, she was annoying. It's not, it, but it, but it's really not the person. It's because the workout's very annoying. Is it? Yes, it's because you're you don't move at all. Really, you're just like moving like your leg up an inch, and you're supposed to like get until things, your tone butt. Everything was shaking the whole time. Yeah, you're <laughs> in pain the whole time, but you're not actually moving. So it's like it's like being in pain but not going anywhere. So you don't feel like you're accomplishing <laughs> anything until I guess your body looks better. It's like being blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> We need to go hiking. Yes, but Runyon's closed. No, but we're going to go somewhere else, like, cooler. I would say Griffith Park. Okay. That's I'm my down. favorite. Well, because there's a little cafe at the bottom of it, and you get to, like, eat and drink things at the end. Listen, when you say that, I'm in, always. There's right? nothing I love more than food and alcohol. That's what Rachel do. We like to maintain. We don't actually like to lose anything. We, we work out hard yeah. to play hard. <laughs> Yeah, I like to look. I know who I am. I know it's not a. I know it's not going to get better than it is, and I'm not saying that I don't think that it's great. I've it's been blessed great. with some genes, uh, and and it's probably harder for some. But I used to I used to be a big kid, and I had to like diet and figure out how to like not be 200 pounds, and <laughs> but but I know it's not. I know I'm not going to be. I know I'm not going to be like the. The, like hot bodied one and so I don't really try to be and stress myself out about it because I know who I am and I like that I like yeah classically love- beautiful Shush. you're like the Audrey Hepburn type no. you're the girlfriend type Audrey Hepburn weighed about 90 pounds no but I'm saying like you're I, like her with boobs I loved figuring it out figuring out when I got to a certain age that like Sometimes you just can't change certain things about yourself that are like, I mean, you can, you can always be better. You can always be like smarter and, 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 you know, you can make more money. You can do that. But things about like your physical appearance, like I'm not that tall. I'm only like five, five. I would like to, I mean, that's not short. I know, but, but I have a lot of friends that are like five, nine and like, of course I'd like to be taller. Kristen, but you her le- fucking thigh gap and her legs. Oh, yeah, she's incredible. Okay. Just, it doesn't matter what she eats. She doesn't yeah. have to work out. It's just, that's yeah, it. It's just, There's that's just what she is. There. Yeah. And We're never going like, to be like that. You can't get taller. I'm five, it's five. not like, I guess in Asia they can break your bones and we like can wear add heels, a, do, whatever. But like, instead of like being like upset about like what you are, I was just like, figured out that this is as good as it's gonna this get is what i'm working with yeah. and i you've taught me a lot about that i feel like when we first met i wanted everything to be like what everyone's ideal was does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah. but you wanted like but not everyone has the same ideal That's so you true. would just be like <laughs> jealous of like something that was like well that was like really popular i guess for like a couple of months like you can't have everything <laughs> i think that's how people get into plastic surgery yeah maybe. and it's so bad like, i gotta have that i gotta don't do that. fuck with your face guys yeah don't like a, do it maybe a little botox here and there like some little like peels like yeah. facials but because that stuff goes is in and it. out of style too back in like the when was uh 
I almost just said Chrissy Teigen. What's her name? Something Teagues. Cheryl Teagues. Cheryl Teagues. And uh, and who's the really beautiful blonde? Chrissy Brinkley. Yeah. They were popular in a time where it was very popular to have thin lips. Like thin, like it was like frowned upon to have like big lips and whatever. They were more athletic with boobs. Yeah, exactly. And beautiful blonde hair, like high bone structure. Chris Cheryl Teagues actually talked a lot of shit about Kate Upton. Really? Saying that she was too fat. Oh, that's so mean. Yeah, right? Uh, well, Cheryl, listen, buddy. Cheryl. I, I realize you've aged, but uh, I wouldn't shit on someone who's trying. And but it, like, wasn't healthy. Yeah. She's she's totally healthy. She's I could deal with a Kate figure. Upton body. I could deal with it. I would take that any day. Yeah, I'm fine with it. That's just her body. Like, I think she looks awesome. She looks cool. She's probably really skinny in real life. Yeah, she's probably... I, I actually bumped into her. Oh, my God. When I was at Neil Brennan's Three Mike show uh-huh. at the Largo, which, by the way, if you haven't seen three mics i think it's still on broadway go see it now it's oh shit, that's cool. life-changing neil brennan you're phenomenal um yes he is he's so talented so chrissy Teigen's husband john legend mm-hmm. i don't think i even need to like explain that um yeah, awesome. he is the producer of the broadway show uh-huh. so oh, is i he really yeah he's the producer oh, wow. of it so i was at the la show before it moved to broadway and the show finished like we're i'm how walking how out does john legend and and, and uh and Neil Brennan know each other. Right. How did that happen? <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, well, when we went to that show, like Gerard Carmichael was in the audience, Quest Love mm-hmm. from. These you are, know. The, uh, Gerard Carmichael's a comic. Yeah, Quest Love is an amazing musician. Yeah. He, you know, so I think musicians, they all, that whole, yeah, I guess they're they all friends. Run together. Um, Famous anyway, people run together. They do. That's how it is. Just like us as comics. Like, yeah. we all run all together. All comics run together. We have, like, a lady gang it's of true. comics. And guy gang. We have all the we same. We have guy gang. Yeah. You're right, actually. I like that. Yeah. Um, remind me. Earl Skakel. We were talking about roast battle ideas. Okay. Not it, but okay. hold that thought. Um, anyway, after three mics, I'm walking out to go to, like, the lounge area. And I literally physically just, like, bump into a person. It was Chrissy Teigen. Literally her baby bump at the time just like smacked into me. And I was like, oh my God, I touched a Teigen. <laughs> but as that, that happened... sexual. It does. Because <laughs> I feel like she's like kind of a spirit animal of mine. Um, she's lovely. Her mixed with someone else. I She, as she bumped into me though, was like, bye Kate. And it was Kate Upton. And Kate, like, in person, was even, like, more beautiful and, like, hot. And you're just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'll take it. You know? Like, and I was with a date at the time. And I was like, take a look. Like, don't try to act like you're not seeing this. This is good. Yeah, I'm obsessed with what's happening right now. Did you see Chrissy Teigen posted a photo of her, uh, like, like post-baby on Mother's Day, like, cooking? She is. She's she's wearing a crop top. She looks better than she did before. She just had a baby. She's wearing a crop top. Crop top. Do you know how many times I've tried to wear a crop top and then just like wanted to go home and kill myself like yeah. midday? Because I'm like, oh, I had a glass of water. Now I have to take this off. Yep. There's something Can't. in my stomach now. Chrissy. She had a child in her stomach. And it still gave birth great. to it. There's probably still some shit and water in there that needs to go away. I can't. But she looks better than most people ever, ever would. Ever will. God bless you, Chrissy. No. You know the ones that really, really confuse me? Like Kristen Cavalieri. Oh, well, she's tiny. I've seen her in real life, and she is like... She's had three. Three she, kids. She's unbelievably tiny. I But she wasn't when she was younger. When no, she's tiny. At the age you're supposed to be tiny, she was not tiny. No, I think that it just looks like that on camera. I think because she had, like, baby fat, but her, like, frame, she's she's one of the tiniest people I've ever seen. Yes. She's little. But she looks so hot. Like, she looks like she has curves and stuff. 
Yes, but she's very tiny. I guess she has like tiny curves. Ten- oh, that's weird. I it's like boobs know. and lubes. Who got married this weekend? Yes, she did. Morgan Stewart and Brendan. What's his fist? Fitz- it's not Frazier. I don't. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Fitz something. The mummy Fitz didn't perfectly get married. Was their hashtag? <laughs> the mummy returns. Didn't get married. No, thank you. The mummy. <laughs> the mummy returns. Still waiting to see all. They're of that. an adorable couple, actually. Oh my God! Wait, did I you met see her at an event. Not- oh, you, we, we, we were there together. Her, yeah. and I was, was like, nice. She was so nice. Yeah, very cool. Love, very love stylish. her style. She yeah. goes to the yoga studio that you go to that I sometimes piggyback onto. Yeah, and she's ridiculous looking. Her body's insane. Um, did you see her wedding dress? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, I think I, I didn't like it at top? first. Oh no, I like it. I but now I can't stop staring it's at it. Crop top with long sleeves, right? It's the, the my favorite kind of lace is the long sleeve lace. I do like long. It's sleeve a lace. white long sleeve lace, and then the skirt. It's that tight, like yeah, high waisted with the. Fish I'm into t- the long sleeves. Katie tried on all long it. sleeves at uh, we w- Glamour magazine did a a profile of Katie in New York trying on Tell wedding them dresses. Who Katie is who's Katie? Oh, Katie Maloney from Vanderpump Rules. Sorry, uh, at Kleinfeld Bridal. In uh, New York, and uh, she like focused on trying on like long sleeve lace dresses, and my God, they are They're the best, the prettiest on. Mm-hmm. Like they look so good. She looked incredible. In them. You do the long sleeve lace walking down the aisle, and then like your dress for the actual like fun reception. I feel like you oh, need to show sexier. a little collarbone. You need. All right. That's according to men. There's been many surveys, like Wait. not like dirty hot parts, but like the most like sexy part on a woman is her collarbones and like neck. Like is this, it? This area should always be shown. Yeah. It well, really why is. Do I, I wore a turtleneck this weekend. God damn it. <laughs> well, you had a sweater over a lot it. of guys you were trying to impress. No, but I want to look cool. I mean, yeah. You're always, the Shit. collarbone is where it's at. But, I mean, I feel like a, a hot leg was second. You know, a good, like, ab is third. Was co- collarbone was first? That was first. Collarbone. God, I wish I had one of those body types where you could just kind of, like, get, like, like where it would like hold like fat like below the boob area yep. or even below the waist and then you could just hide it and then just show your collarbone. Yeah. I never my collarbones don't pop out unless I you have You always have collarbones. No. Yeah, they're showing right now cuz I've been like going at it workout wise. <laughs> We're going to um, stop talking about bodies cuz Yeah, it's sorry guys. Let's talk we about less annoying things. Um <laughs> Rachel, I just want to know why you actually got started doing stand-up comedy like that's how we met that's your job now I want to know how this all started stand-up comedy started for me because I well I moved to LA to be an actor and then I went to a screenwriting school at UCLA I went to grad school for that and I yeah quickly realized what up dog Uh, I quickly realized that I like to write uh, pilots like comedic pilots and then I was like, well, who, like, how does that happen? Who, what's involved in that? And then I realized a lot of stand-up comedians like, had pilots like, based on them. And I was like, well, I should try stand-up. I should learn how this works. And then I tried stand-up, and I was like, well, fuck. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life now. It was like taking a drug. Like, it got under my skin so quickly. And Well, the first time I did it, and I just knew that I had to do it for the rest of my life or I wouldn't be happy. And that's how stand-up started. How about you? I mean, that's exactly what my parents always told me to do. Do what you love. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're really lucky you figured that out yeah. at a young age. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it wasn't that I, I, don't, I didn't even really, in, well, of course, I always wanted to make money doing what I do. But it's more, it was one of the first things I ever did where 
I didn't care if I was making money doing it. I just wanted to do it. Yeah. How about you? How'd you figure it out? How'd you decide to get into it? Uh, for me, I actually don't know the answer to this. Oh, I like this. Yeah, I really it's don't. It's like totally. Uh, the, your answer I kind of knew, but was still curious to hear details. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I've been acting ever since I was little. And I remember the first laugh I ever got um, felt amazing. I think I was probably like 10 on stage. Mm-hmm. And then I remember another bit. I was playing Anita in West Side Story. I remember doing something like off book during rehearsal that was more like physical comedy that I was like, oh, I'm good at this shit. And then in college, there was a Moliere scene where I had to do all this stuff. And like it was more physical comedy. Physical comedy has always been a thing for me. Uh-huh. So I always wanted to do sitcoms. I was always influenced by like Seinfeld and Friends and whatnot. But I came to LA and got a job as a waitress mm. at the Laugh Factory. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. I and about that. I remember I got the job right before I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. Like I think I should leave LA. And I remember I had answered an ad on Craigslist. They didn't tell you what uh, the job was for. They just said they needed a cocktail waitress in mm. Hollywood. And I had submitted my resume. And um, that day, I was hiking on Runyon. And Dane Cook was a huge... I, I, I don't want to say influence. I want to say in my early life, I just thought he was hilarious. He well, was he's one a great the, comic. He's a he's great, a great comic. comic. One, yeah. All throughout college, thought he was hysterical. He was the first comedian that, like, I bought all his albums. I, I was doing, like, an off-off Broadway play in New York. And I remember, like walking by Madison Square Garden and buying a ticket by myself to go wow. see one of his tours and sitting in Madison Square Garden. I feel like people discredit him uh, because, you know, he's had, he's, he's had some interesting experiences lately, but, like, to, to do what he did as a comic is a huge deal. It's insane. It's I feel like he almost got, like, deal. too famous. Yeah. I've also seen him be a huge asshole wa- working at the Laugh yeah. Factory, which... I have, I have personally never experienced that. He's yeah. always been very nice to me. I've done shows with him. He's always been very nice. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure his ego got too big. And I think that, but I also think too, like. You're like, well, that's I'm hard to deal with Cook. after a while. Yeah, I mean. Comedian. I'm sorry, my Kylie Jenner lip stuff is like peeling off. Oh, I've been peeling it off the whole time. Like, it's <laughs> like, I, like I have a sunburn. And um, like, it's ridiculous. Anyway, Kylie, get some uh, moisture tr- in this. I digress. Basically, I was like, that's it. Crying, walking on Runyon. And was going to give up at L.A. And then all of a sudden, my like my idol, basically, who I had never seen in L.A. before, mm-hmm. um, walked by me and just kind of like looked at me. And it was Dean Cook. I remember just being like, oh, my God, that's a sign. Like picture like someone that like you've always looked up to oh, yeah. that you thought was like uh, he, we didn't say anything to each other. We mm-hmm. just like looked at each other and kind of like nodded. That's and I was so like cool. crying and like I moseyed on my way. And then a week later, I got a call from that Craigslist ad that I had answered about being a cocktail server, and it was actually the Laugh Factory. Mm-hmm. Went in, interviewed, got hired, worked at the Laugh Factory for like two years. So that's how I got to meet all these comedians. Mm-hmm. And it was when basically everyone that's headlining right now was like coming up. Like mm-hmm. it was before they were huge. It was when Brett Ernst, like Tony Rock, Sebastian Maniscalco, mm-hmm. Dove Davidoff, Dom- like everyone was, like, just about to hit, mm-hmm. you know, Crystal Leah, Brent Morin. Such a cool... They, there's, listen, for people that are listening to this, there is nothing cooler than the, than the energy and the electricity of, like, being in a comedy club and feeling how everyone around you and all your friends, like, 
honestly, if you do stick with it, and and it doesn't happen for everyone, no. and, and that and that that's sometimes that's it is just path. bad luck, and it wasn't the right path, and that's, that's sad, and 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 you know who knows, it might not happen for us, but but at this, but I hope it does, and I think it will. Uh, but there's nothing like being around a bunch of people and feeling like this is. Uh, I'm why I, I'm watching all of these people like blossom. Like I'm gonna know them before they really hit, and and we're all in the right place, and we're all doing the right thing, even though it sucks. I mean, it sometimes sucks. stand up sucks. Sometimes you get off stage, and you're like, well, I'm gonna kill myself. That's that was the worst that I've ever done, and now I'm just gonna kill myself because it's so emotional. It's like you're like, you know, ripping open your skin and just like exposing yourself on stage, and that's that's hard to take when people don't like it, or <laughs> if you're not in the right frame of mind. It's but awkward. There, but, but like Jacqueline said, like seeing all these people come up is like I really cool. Whitney Cummings used to walk through and she'd wear a backpack and she'd bring, I forgot who her boyfriend was at the time. And she would work out stuff on stage and she was very relatable. Like everything mm-hmm. she talked about, I was like, oh, I get her voice. Yeah, I used to listen to her too at the comedy store a long time ago. Yeah. And that was before she sold Two Broke Girls. That was before the Whitney show. That was before all that. And like you were like, oh, this girl's going to make it. Eliza Schlesinger, I would sit next to her dog. Um, the fuck is her dog's name? I don't know. She has a really cute dog <laughs> that she brings everywhere. Um, and she would just do show after show. And it was just, you got to see, like, working there, you got to see the work ethic. Mm-hmm. You got to see everyone go up every single night. And they mm-hmm. would go from club to club. And you're like, oh, this is like a job. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just people, like, being assholes and, like, getting drunk all night. Which they also do. <laughs> but we do that, that too. It, you take it really seriously. <laughs> it really is, like... but. It's your office. And so I got to see that. Didn't do stand-up for another probably two or three years after that. Like, even working there, I dated a lot of comics, um, <laughs> which made me realize, oh, comics are very selfish, which is what you have to be if you, you want to make it. Yeah. You, you have to, you know. I think there's a way to balance it, but yes, there you is. do have to be. You have to sacrifice your time a lot. Um, and then I had a big birthday coming up, and I was like, you know what? Like, I just want to try it once. And so I did take the Pretty Funny Women class. Yeah, Lisa. With Rachel O'Brien. And that's how we met. Lisa we act- Sunset is the is creator the of creator it. creator and teacher. And we love her. We love her. Thank you, Lisa. Um, actually, Rachel and I first met at Saddle Ranch on Sunset years, years yeah, I before don't this. It. <laughs> yeah, I remember her being the prettiest person I ever met and thinking... Wow, she's really, really pretty and kind of bitchy, but I think she was just not into meeting any new girlfriends. She had a lot of probably was I probably was no, I did, probably didn't have any friends. I was probably just distra- I was probably just hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably was just like thinking about my next meal and couldn't talk. Probably. But we yeah, we Our met we met a long time ago, but we only discovered this later by seeing a photo of us uh, at the same table. At the same table. But it was something for Vanderpump I had to pull up and give to production. And it was to see, like, when me and Jax were first dating and uh, Jax and Tom Sandoval were hanging out. And all of a sudden, Jacqueline is in one of these photos of, like, on my old camera. And I hadn't obviously met her at the time. And I was like, what the? That's so crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. So I started doing stand-up in that class. Yeah. And that was it. I do remember, though, as a little girl also watching... Like sneaking late at night on HBO, like Elaine Boozler and like Rita Rudner and mm-hmm. Robin Williams, like watching their stand up specials and not yeah. ever being like, I want to do that, but just always loving it. See, what's weird for me is I was obsessed with SNL and I always, and I rejected doing improv for the longest time because because I was like, I'm a stand up comic. Like, I'm already funny. I don't need to do this. Um, but what's, what's weird, and I do it now, obviously, I'm, I'm 
just mentioned Second City, but what's weird is I was so drawn to like SNL and Chris Farley and Will Ferrell and Chero Terry. Like that's all I would do is watch that and then act it out with like I would act out I would act out um the uh Will Ferrell and Chero Terry Spartan skits with my dad at like parties with my parents. And uh and my friend Sabrina and I would do the same thing. Like I, I had a very like comedic childhood where I felt like I felt like kind of like offbeat. Not like, but I, I was from such a small town though that I couldn't feel like I wasn't like bullied or anything as a kid. I mean, I guess I was, but like it didn't really matter because everyone was losers. Um, <laughs> In Oregon, what? <laughs> they, Stop. I like I didn't recognize that that I cared that they were mean to me just because I didn't. I don't know. I'm able to convince myself very easily that that. I'll be okay, and 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 as Which long as I'm like nice to people, I'm better or something. So everyone needs that me, quality. I'm so jealous of that. I don't know. I think it's like self preservation. But you weren't probably bullied as a kid because you were pretty. <laughs> no, I was bullied a you lot. Were? I was. Well, we'll get into that in the next episode. All right, next episode. <laughs> but anyways, I yeah, I was more obsessed with SNL for some reason. Like I knew that more than I knew stand ups. Which is funny that I rejected doing improv and sketch comedy and got into stand up first. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I still watch, like, Chris Farley, like, even just interviews to this day. I loved him so much. Oh, Yeah. I want to get you a poster framed of Chris. I, oh, my oh, God. Oh, our friend Brady does the paintings. Oh. Let's know that. See, we have so That's much to talk about. So much. We'll Brady just keep Matthews. doing black. We're going to record five. Um, five. Or I guess I, I am, but I'm, Jacqueline's probably going to be, like, my main guest because uh, <laughs> she lives a block away, and she's, like, my best friend. So, like, Aww. be a lot of Jacqueline. Uh, so I hope you like her. I like her a lot. Uh, she's really pretty and cool. Um, Thanks, Rach. People are going to be like, uh, we like Jacqueline better than you, Rachel. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Um, Calm down. Uh, well, if you're a New York Giants fan, you'll like me better. If not, then I don't know. I don't have the, really those teams where I'm from. Do you remember our <laughs> Drunk Sports series? Do you remember that? Yeah, I I've been getting asked about that a lot lately. People still think it's a thing. They still think it's a thing. Earl Skakel, like, we were filming that pile, pile, pile pilot. That's uh-huh. the Cabernet talking. We were filming <laughs> a pilot all weekend together. It's Pinot Noir, Jacqueline. Pinot Noir, you're right. That's lighter. Um, and he was like, I still think the uh, drunk sports series, uh, that was, that's a thing. It's a thing. So, I feel I like know. people miss it. Maybe it we took a been. season off, and now we need to, like, rework and do something else with it. But do you think the people we would... No. No. Yeah. I won't say that out loud. But, you know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I think it needs Guys, to be reworked. Guys, look up Drunk Sports. We put it on YouTube. There's not, there's not like a ton of views, but it was there's basically... something there. Comedians getting drunk and, and recapping NFL football games. Which is a really hard thing to produce on your own without like yeah. a lot of backing, like week after week. We wrote it, like, produced it. Starting it, got drunk while producing it. Yeah, because drunk history is a thing on Comedy Central, but mm-hmm. the history happened 100, 200 years yeah, so you're ago. Just recapping it. So you just recap. We were on like a time limit where we had to like do it every week, like mm-hmm. up to date. Oh, that's a good point. I never thought you about know, that. You know, like it's yeah. it has to be like fresh and out. And I just feel like right now we would do a much better job with it this coming season. And this is the time to start pre planning it and pitching it. Think right. about it, O'Brien. Well, Let's think about it. People you heard it here it. first. Hey, we already trademarked it because we said it out loud. We did. That's a thing. And that, that's, <laughs> that's a thing. Well, guys, this has been very fun. This was my first podcast. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Uh, my sweet boyfriend, John, got me... John Leaf! Mike, he's the nicest, best guy ever. Uh, he got me microphones for Christmas because I had been talking about starting a podcast for the longest time. It's May, so I guess I didn't really jump on that as, yeah. as well as I should have. Uh... 
Everything's worth waiting for. But I have, I like, I love doing this. This feels like stand up almost. Like, I love talking and like talking about ideas. And, and I felt, I, I liked the part when we were talking about how much we loved stand up almost the most. And mm-hmm. I listened to podcasts about like inspirational things about people making it and stuff. I listened to Barry Katz's podcast religiously. Yes. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe this will be the direction it takes. Maybe it will be about like just loving what you do and making it happen and shit like that. Because as much as like, you know, I'm a drunk and uh, I like to like make jokes about things and be whatever. I I do like to research how to make it, think about how to make it, inspire other people how to make it. So I it could perhaps of, be a little bit about that. Yeah. I have I have a I have a fucking painting on my wall that I had made because I heard it from a Barry Pat's Barry uh, Barry Cat's podcast. Larry Miller, who's a I'm sure you should know who he is. He's huge. He's a huge comic. He's a he's a great actor. He's been in so many things. And he said this quote on Barry Katz's podcast uh, that resonated with me so much that I called someone and had them paint it like five minutes after I heard it. I mean, it wasn't obviously done five minutes afterwards, but I was like, I need this commissioned and I need it done. And the quote was, uh, he was talking about how hard it is to make it in the entertainment industry or in any industry. Uh, but, but if you know that you love it, uh, his point was... Uh, there was a couple more phrases before, but he said, keep swinging with both hands and keep smiling and keep saying, how do you like that? I'm in show business and I'm never leaving. And that practically made me cry the first time I heard it. So I had That's it painted on my cry. wall. What? That's making me cry now. Because it's because you're, we're grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be as far as I've come and I can't wait for more. And you do, you feel grateful. It's, it's like, even if it's like, even if we're still doing like, like Jacqueline and I are still doing bar shows, but so are big comics. Chris Rock still does bar shows sometimes. Like, not you know, he does the he's done the parlor and Dave stuff. Dave Chappelle's yeah. done the parlor. Yeah, we, yeah, we all still do places. It's not like we're you know, not everyone is always selling out shows. We do a lot of stuff for free. Yeah, but you love do we we love doing it so much. The the heck, I would love to just keep doing that. I mean, I would I would obviously love to be paid millions of dollars to do it, but hey, I'll keep doing it until that happens, and then I'll keep enjoying it. Enjoy the ride is something my dad always tells me when I like call him and I'm like upset about money or like not getting a certain thing I want or, you know, just being frustrated about scheduling stuff. um, He's like, well, are you still enjoying the ride? Because that's the most important part. It's the best part because, you know, nothing's ever going to be good enough. You're always going to want an Emmy. You're always going to want an Oscar. You're always going to want your own series. You're always going to want to, you know, get more. So... Yeah, and I honestly, I've always felt like, I, I've always felt like you, everything always ends up feeling like a job unless you love it. I, I think that even, well, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Brad Pitt loves it to still, like, be an actor and, like, do movies and stuff. But I I think even for him, you know, when you're filming, like, a, you know, you're making $50 on a movie, at the end of the day, you're still like, oh, I got to get up for work. Like, as long as, it, if you can have that excited feeling for as long as possible... I, I like holding on to it. That's why I'm like grateful that we get to still be excited because we're not just like, oh, fine. No. My agent's calling me, offering me a deal. I don't know if I want to go to Indonesia and film this movie. I had enough money. No. You know, we still get to be excited. And we will end on that. Yay, be excited. This is Jacqueline Marfuji. Say your uh, Instagram and Twitter and all your shit. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, just at Jacqueline Marfuji, J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. And then on YouTube, it's at WeHoClick. That's it. Word. And I am Rachel O'Brien. 
But on social media, it's Rachel N. O'Brien or Rachel Nobrian, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. And I am very excited to keep doing this. And I Yay. hope you will keep You listening. should. You're so good at it. Ah, that's sweet. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.